And let's do a little news update. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. We're back at it. It is November 2nd. It's a Monday. Again, Election Eve. A lot is going on right now. But uh, in the news, here it is. You can get the Colorado Winter Outdoor Grant application now. We put a link on the TME Facebook page. So go to the Modern Eater, our Facebook page. There's a link for an applicant. You can get grants to pimp out your patio. We were around last week, we went and saw Caroline Glover at Annette in the Stanley Marketplace. We also went to Angelo's and caught up with Eric Hyatt. Patios are the name of the game because capacity is down at 25%. Speaking of that, none better than Blake Street Tavern's own Chris Fusilet is joining us right now. Chris, good to see you. Hey, Greg, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. A lot going on, a lot of moving parts, but right now the topic of conversation is here we go into the darkest months, right? Winter, dark months, 25% capacity. I want to catch up with you. Give us an update on the parameters and guidelines of which you work in right now. Boy, I tell you what, I, I, don't, I don't know of any restaurant, small, medium, large, that can operate 25%. I mean, we're all built for 100%. Maybe we get away with 75. A lot of us are struggling at 50. So at 25, it's just, I don't know how people do it. Last time I caught up with you, you mentioned that the governor's reaching out to me at this point in time. There are times where there's a dialogue that's happening, and it was really refreshing to see that. Is there any communication with the governor's office I right now? I did meet with the governor three weeks ago. There were just five of us on the Zoom meeting. Um, I thought we were making some progress. And then shortly thereafter, cases really went up. I had not heard from the governor. I did r reach out to him again on Thursday, still waiting word. Um, I know some other uh, restaurant uh, groups are reaching out to him, too, because you might as well shut us all down. Mm -hmm. I mean, if at 25%, in fact, at Blake Street Tavern, I had to close this down Monday through Wednesday starting today. And then I know of other operators that are doing the same thing. I know at Ace, my, my good friend Josh Wolcom, he's closing Ace down on Mondays and Tuesdays. I know of a person that runs a nightclub. They're thinking about permanently closing down in two weeks. So it's really devastating. And, you know, the only lifeline I see is, uh, you know, doing this winter outdoor dining. Mm. Wow. Crystal ball as we look around the corner here. What, what do you see? What's going to be able to keep you in business right now? What are those variables? Well, you know, each of us have their own landlord-tenant issues. So it depends on whether your landlord wants to play your ball or not. I'm negotiating with mine to do a percentage lease because you can't, with the fixed expense, you, you, you base it on, okay, this is what the rules are, but the goalposts keep moving. Mm. I mean, the cases that Denver's in right now, we're actually in level four category, which would be a shutdown like we had in March. So then we would be limited to takeout and delivery. And then our numbers go way down. And, and at a place like Blake Street Tavern, we like to think we've got Denver's best nachos. But we, we know that tortilla chips don't travel well. That's Burgers right. and fries don't travel as That's well. Right. I, I, you know, at hindsight, I wish I was in the pizza or Chinese business. It's an interesting thing as we're seeing across the board restaurants and bars to the same rules and regulations, right? Yes. Bars, a little more difficult because, let's face it, when people go to bars, they want to do a little bit of the nightlife. You're, you're kind of yeah. in a stranglehold Well, yeah, right now. you know, you, you want to do the nightlife, but, you know, uh, um, if you want to uh, back to last call, I still believe that we are the best people to enforce, you know, uh, young people behavior, that, that we're the ones going to say you got to mask up, you have to distance, can't congregate at a bar. 
And there was plenty of viral videos from Saturday night's private Halloween parties where kids are going nuts and they're partying like it was 2019. And what you lose is that, like, say, here in Denver, maybe there's 400 restaurants and bars that would have stayed open past 10 o'clock. And you know what? You lose, like, 400 policemen is what you do because mm-hmm. we would have enforced all of that. Not to say that we would have stopped all the private parties, but a lot of them would have chose to perhaps go to a place like mine rather than, you know, if you have 25% capacity and last call, why would you go downtown? Because downtown was, in fact, a ghost town Saturday night. Mm, mm. And renownedly packed. Yes. Saturday I mean, night on Halloween. Know, those things don't align yeah, up Yeah, Saturday night Halloween, you know, for a lot of people, that's one, that's one of the top five nights of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you, you, you just got to... Every day it's something new, and every day you got to pivot. And um, I tell you what, though, th- this is really heading into cold weather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are people going to want to go outdoors under a tent, a heated tent? That's the big question because we've never been through this. We haven't. Uh, Chris Fuselet, Blake Street Tavern, joins us here for a t- TME News update. And as we talk about, I, I say it all the time, when uh, when restaurants and bars become outlawed, restaurant and bar owners become outlaws. And I hate to see decisions that are being made right now that might not be something that was within somebody's, I don't know, moral system or those types of things. But there are rumblings to say, well, if this continues, we might just turn our cheek on this and start uh, breaking a little bit. You know, you're you're right, Greg. Um, I've talked to several operators that are like, damned if I do, damned if I don't. I've got a mortgage rent payment to make. I've got payroll to make. And so maybe I stay open and risk uh, an inspection or being turned in. Do I do it or not? It's really, um, it's really co- confounding to a lot mm-hmm. of us. Um, I know that on Saturday, we're, we're home to the CU buffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to take every ounce of energy of mine to stay at 25% mm-hmm. when we used to just pack the place with mm-hmm. a thousand people yeah. on a normal college football CU watch party and to be limited like at my place to 200 people inside mm-hmm. it's like ugh. so um, I know that's what I'm personally facing let's face it you've been trying to do everything right and there is a microscope on you the, the, right at the end of the day you're leading the front for all of this but the numbers are going in the wrong direction okay yes, they are. and and right now what's being it's trying to get the numbers to go back in the right direction what would you propose that be when it becomes when it comes to bars and restaurants? Well, I, I actually propose that it's just that the restrictions are way too harsh here in Colorado. I mean, the restrictions here, I'm, I'm, in my research that I've done so far, we're the second most restricted state in the country. Now, Illinois has banned indoor dining in Chicago and Cook County. That started last week. You know, we're not too far from that. But I tell you what, at 25 percent, you might as well ban us to in, you might as well ban us altogether because nobody can work with that. So to me, it is already a shutdown. Um, but you know, I, I think if we're doing all the right things, then let us stay at the 50%. Let us go back. Last call needs to go back to 2 a.m. If you're going to take away our if you're going to take away our occupancy, at least give us back some hours that we can monitor people. I mean, Greg, as you know, there's lots of small places, small restaurants, small bars. They're not open for lunch. They open at 4 o'clock. They need those hours to 2 a.m., not, not cutting off at, at 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I know that, it, you know, it's going to look weird to ask the governor, please consider these restrictions, loosening them up for us. 
but we're the good guys here because tell you what, they're not loosening up restrictions going to Target or Walmart or mm -hmm. you know grocery stores. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the other thing I want to know too is that uh, you know are there citations being issued to citizens that are not wearing their masks outside that are in groups of more than five? You know, I'm really curious to see what happens with those numbers. Uh, when they disallow fans to go into Mile High Stadium, I'll start to take it all seriously from, from them. <laughs> to, yeah. But to start with the restaurants and bars, that's an interesting place to begin with because, as you know and, and have stated, if you're going to go someplace, why not leave it to the sober, trained professionals that sanitize well, and clean all day long, every day yeah, long? Yeah, and you know what, too? When, when you say 25% capacity, that's like putting up giant billboards saying, Restaurants are unsafe. I mean, it really is. And, and if, let's say you're going to go out to dinner on a Friday night. And why, why would you risk going to that restaurant if you may not be able to get into that restaurant? Mm -hmm. So there's that issue. But it's also the government saying, oh, well, they're only limiting them to 25%. So that means they're unsafe. Or they're not letting you order alcohol after 10 o'clock. So there's so many variables that are preventing people. And then especially, Greg, as you know, my business is downtown. Mm -hmm. So we're already fighting rioters, protesters. You know, look what we're hearing about tomorrow night, that after the election, there could be, you know, protests. They're preparing. Um, we have homeless tent encampments. We have empty buildings. So downtown, we have a whole nother set of issues. I'm not sure why someone from the suburbs or someone outside from downtown would come downtown right now. I'm not, there's no sports, mm -hmm. there's no culture, there's no arts. I mean, so we're up, we're up against it. Downtown is hamstrung at this point in time. Yes. Uh, it's almost making it impossible to own a business downtown. We see that right now. The governor's office, without saying it, has basically intimated that, listen, bars, there's, once you have a couple drinks in you and the libations start flowing, that the social distancing goes away. And that's where we're at today. Well, uh, that, let me throw another one sure. at you on the curveball, and I'll let you have the last word with this. Chris Fuselet, Blake Street Tavern. Some of the restaurant owners give a, a sideways eye to the bars and say, we're in the position that we're all right now lumped in with the bars because the bars are really where the problems begin and right. end. Well, uh, Yes, because bars are at, they're able to be open because they partner with the food truck or they partner with the restaurant to bring food in. So, um, but, but once again, Greg, I asked for the data. I mean, the data that we see is 3.3% of all outbreaks in Colorado are attributable to full service restaurants. And full service, I mean with a liquor license and sit down. So I'm not sure where the data is, um, but I would argue that, we, like I said, we, let us be the police. Let us handle it. We don't mind doing it. And if people get inebriated, we kick them out of Blake Street Tavern. We haven't really had to do that, but we tell them to put their masks on. And, and then what the state and city should do is step up enforcement. And the Denver Department of Public Health is really good at enforcement. So if there's some bad rogue owners out mm -hmm. there that are violating their protocols, suspend their liquor license. Take care of those bad guys, but don't punish the other 99% of us that are doing the right thing. Take the last word. Well, you know what? It's, it's just, you know, the goalposts keep changing. They really do. And it's just, it's just really tough sledding. And we're doing all we can at my place and other places to stay open. And we need a lifeline. We need, we need a stimulus check. We need another round of PPP. We need to pass the, the, the Relief Act, for the HEROES Act for restaurants. Because I tell you what, it's now November 2nd. Come January 2nd, there's going to be a whole other round of restaurants and bars that 
will not be around. Uh, none better. Thank you. Chris Fusilay right there, Blake Street Tavern. Thanks, Greg. And I'll tell you what, uh, we will continue to check in and monitor and, and, and particularly interested in your situation. You have such a large venue that I can't believe you're still around. Thank God that you are. I, I continue to uh, support you and whatever you need. You, uh, you guys know. are rock stars for you know, for talking about us and supporting the Plata restaurants. I appreciate that. Okay, there's your TME news update. Also would like to tell you uh, the word is out. CRA, Colorado Restaurant Association, their industry spotlight awards. It's not about us, but the collectively, the modern eater, which is all of us. Uh, we're being recognized for a media award. There are a lot of other folks that are in that as well, but support the industry. Next week on a Tuesday, so a week from tomorrow, they will have their virtual awards. We put a link up on the Modern Eater Facebook page. Why don't you join us? It's a $25 ticket. It also supports um, the Colorado Restaurant Foundation and the outdoor patios as well. The new look TME starts today. We're going to break off. We're going to come right back. In the Kitchen is next, brought to you by Elevation Food food service reps, then we'll do healthy wellness. I'm looking forward to this segment. Um, Kelly and Elizabeth will be joining us from Nurture. We all need a little bit of nurturing in our lives. And then booze in the news, all the booze news you can use. Ryan Wibby and Ted Risk from Wibby Brewing Company in Longmont will join us right here with their award-winning Volksbeer. We'll uh, sample a little bit of that. We'll take a break. We'll come right back. Jay Parker, thank you very much. We'll come right back to Studio Kitchen Colorado and the Modern Eater Show. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? This is Brother Luck from Lucky Dumplin', 4 by Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, and I am rocking with the Modern Eater. You're watching them, you're tasting them, you're knowing everything there is to know about Colorado. <laughs> Hi, Charlie from Brews Beers here. Our new Belgian Abbey 4-pack is a mixed package of the four core beers made in Abbey and Trappist breweries in Belgium. So we have a single, a double, a triple, and a quadruple in one package. Now, quadruples are the emperors of Belgian monastery ales. They're dark in color, uh, with a dense tan head, and alcohol ranging from 8 to 12%. So they're pretty strong. Quadruples are very rich and complex, with big maltiness, uh, spice, and flavors of raisins, cherries, and plums. Alcohol is apparent in the mouthfeel, but not overwhelming. Uh, even at 10.5% ABV. So the finish is long, complex, and dry, and they're great beers anytime, by themselves or with hearty foods. Pick up your Abbey 4-pack at either Brews location, 67th and Pencos, or at Colfax and York, and at fine liquor stores throughout the Denver metro area. Take home some Belgian-style badass. Hey guys, today. it's Brian Rizzuto with Encore Energy, the guy who saves your businesses money on natural gas. I know these are crazy, crazy times right now. So while your business is working on increasing your sales, let me work on saving you guys money on your natural gas. I make it as easy as possible. Just provide 12 months worth of natural gas bills to me. I'll do the rest. I know you're really busy, so let me get to work for you. You can reach me at 720-245-5771. I look forward to hearing from you guys, and let me try to save you some money in these crazy times. Bye. watching the modern eater